CCP podcast listeners. It's your host, Julia. And today I'm here with a very amazing guest, Anita. Anita, say hello to our podcast community. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. So today, Anita, this is not your first time on the CP podcast. The last time you were on the CP podcast, we were at our leadership development camp at the CP office, right? Oh, that's right. Back um, in December of 2021. Yeah, so it's been a while, but we're here today to talk once again about professional development, but more like sit down conversation going in depth about um, some of the work you've been doing here at CP and just broadly. Wonderful. I can't wait. So, Anita, could you start off by, like, kind of explaining, like, what your role is at CP and just, like, in general, what is, like, some of the work you do with us as an organization? Absolutely. Well, some people will hear my name and think, hey, I thought she was involved with Team Maine back in the 2020 election, and they would not be wrong. So I will start there by saying that my association with CP actually started in the leadership team model. And uh, that that gave me exposure to CP in ways that then led to what you're describing, which is a way for me to marry a, in, in, in a contracted ar- arrangement, some of the work that I do at the University of Washington, where I teach a lot in the Department of Communication around professional graduate students' interest in marrying, let's say, um, career ambition with uh, professional path development. And so a lot of what I teach about involves people's identification of their core values, the way that informs career decisions that they make, the way that organizations function um, as people join, as people carve out areas of expertise for themselves. And so my my hope in, in the conversations with leadership in creating this arrangement that, mo- that came out of my work in Team Maine is that I'm able to work with staff at CP, many of whom have a demographic similarity to the professional graduate students that I teach at the University of Washington. Uh, Most of the graduate students I teach at the University of Washington are under the age of 26. They're in that nascent stage of career development. They're ambitious, just like CP staffers, and, and yet they're really hungry for the kinds of tools that allow them to not only get the most out of the time that they are involved professionally at CP, but to really think about their time at CP in that near horizon, mid horizon, and then longer horizon in terms of career development. So my hope in being here with all of you is that I can bridge some of the work that I've done at the University of Washington and create it for the the audience that is the CP staff. So it's it's been a wonderful exercise in translating it for the CP staff environment and seeing what what resonates most and what is most, I hope, beneficial for the collective, but also then the opportunity to to work with staff members individually is wonderful too, because everyone's got their own professional path. And my hope is that the work can be done in concert, but also in a in a, in an individualized way if 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 that's if that's attractive to somebody to pursue. Right, right. And that's amazing, Nita. I love the work that you do at UW and, of course, the work you do here at CP as well. What are like some of the professional development lessons or workshops that you've done so far up until now? Yeah, so you mentioned the leadership camp, which was great. That was a chance for for the majority of CP staff to meet uh, in person back in December. And out of that came a desire to continue what I'd started last fall leading up to that camp, which you may remember were these uh, 
expanding Thursday meetings where they were drop in. Um, it was a chance for people to come in and discuss leadership uh, topics. But the terrific feedback that I got, and that's one of my key lessons that everyone will hear me talking about is the importance of feedback loops in general. And and certainly when it comes to the way that we engage with other people professionally and and, and, the, and, the, and the, the, the steps it takes to, to continue to refine who we are and what we pursue professionally. But one of the best pieces of feedback that I got was that these drop-in sessions would be that much more impactful if there were topical brackets around the drop-in session. So instead of it being so wide open that they would actually have thematic dedicated themes. And so starting in January, every Thursday, we have met around a particular theme and it's turned into actually what's worked very well is that over two weeks, we will do a, a part one and a part two of particular themes. And so I'll give you some examples. Uh, we started, for instance, talking about communication styles and leadership. And when I say communication styles, this has to do with the way in which people communicate their intentions, whether it's verbally, in writing, um, visually. And so we had two very interesting sessions talking about the way in which communication styles lead someone to be either perceived as having leadership qualities or not, um, and what society says around those leadership those, those communication styles. And so that was a very spirited conversation. And then we've also done um, work around leading a cross-functional team. We're working, as you know, right now on the concept of leadership at all levels of an organization. So leadership, not so much as a something that's afforded to you by title, but leadership as a, as an attitude, as a, as a way of engaging in the work, regardless of where you sit in the org chart. So those are just three examples of the kinds of conversations that we've been having every Thursday in community at, at, at the CP staff level. That's amazing. And yes, I've been part of those like wonderful workshops. And like as like a young CP staff member who's just like starting to carve out her career, like for me, like those workshops have been very like informative and useful because like those are just things that you don't learn like in a classroom. I mean, you kind of get a little practice in like school projects and stuff, but to really like hear about it from someone who's like had so many years in the workforce and like who's like work is professional development um, and has seen like a lot of different situations. Like for me, like attending your workshops is just really applicable. It's like useful and like I can like immediately like go upon my work day and like use the tools that you like you teach us. So, yeah. Well, that's music to my ears because the I really feel strongly that while it's not unusual sometimes for me in our salons to bring in the a, a book that's written by somebody that's informed my thinking around leadership or a clip of something that I think would be important for everybody to take a look at. I, I want us to always be mindful and that to me, spending time together around these conversations is most beneficial when you see that applicability. So to hear you say that is, is, is terrific because I want, I want the conversations to feel as if they've got life beyond the 60 minutes that we spend in the Zoom room together, but that you can start to immediately see ways that you can plug in behaviors, strategies, theories, um, ideas into the work that you do day to day. So that's definitely my goal. Right. And Anita, you mentioned something interesting just now. You said that like you bring in like books or videos or readings that like inform your thinking about leadership. So in running these leadership camps, like you have a very important responsibility, right? Like teaching leadership to the next generation of leaders. How are you um, constantly kind of like 
updating your thinking about leadership and ensuring that you're teaching the best leadership that you can to these leaders? <laughs> no, I mean, that's something that I've been thinking about for many, many years, even before I became involved with CP, because as you find yourself in a position where you're designing curriculum or thinking about an ever evolving topic like leadership, where if you imagine 50 years ago, if somebody was teaching about leadership, you could imagine that the curriculum would have looked quite a bit different in some ways, whether it was who was producing the work that was being consumed, who was being held up as an example of a leader. And so for me, it's really important to seek out the most expansive and representative examples of what leadership can look like. Um, I, I've always said, I've only, I mean, I've been, I've been teaching leadership style. I've, I've been teaching the, the, the topic of leadership broadly for about a decade. And I've always said that, that one of the exciting things about the latter half of the, of the 20th century is that the, the discipline around leadership development really evolved and that the, we moved away from this concept of the innate quality of being born a leader. And instead, you saw a real pr- proliferation of literature around the, the learning that could be applied to developing one's leadership style and that that learning could be different for different people depending on their pre you know their predisposition depending on their cultural background um so for me that combination of wanting to make sure that whatever literature content ideas are coming into the classroom have a contemporary focus that they're seen as 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 relevant and resonant to my audience that's a, that's so important you have to have a straw i mean a classroom is an audience it's no different than <laughs> than uh than any kind of environment where you're thinking about an audience you've got to certainly connect with that audience and part of connecting with that audience is to is to put content in front of them that that resonates but also to me it's important to be on top of what are the the most contemporary conversations happening around leadership. Um, and a good example is what we're going to be talking about again this afternoon, our second part on that idea of a more distributed leadership model that's less of the class, I don't want to use the word classic, perhaps, perhaps the more, I, what I would argue, a little bit more outdated command and control leadership model that um, might have been more popular in the past, but is, is, is giving way a bit more, and I think in a good way, for a more peer-driven distributed leadership model that we're going to be continuing to talk about today. So that's an example where I enjoy bringing some of these more contemporary thinkers into the classroom or into a Zoom room or a Zoom room that is a classroom uh, to think about leadership as it's applied today. Right, right. That's that's really amazing. I love that, like, you are, I mean, you truly are like a communications professor. You're thinking about your audience. You're thinking about, like, is this relevant today? Like, how applicable are the things that I'm teaching? And I love that. And I love that, like, you, you have this constant, like, you're like constantly reading and updating kind of your knowledge of what it means to be a leader, right? Like, these are contemporary readings, like, um, Old Power, New Power, I think, is a book that you've brought into the classroom. And I, I don't know, that's, that's really, really amazing. Well, thanks. And I, I, I know, you know, I, I, I think a lot about, how much I enjoy consuming information. Like to me, there's nothing more interesting than a new podcast or a book that everyone's talking about, no matter what the genre is or the movie that, that is of the, the, you know, the current conversations. And one of the things that, that I have missed, I think a bunch when it comes to the way that we work now in a more 
you know, broad geographic way because of the pandemic is that I feel like I have to be even more attuned and keep my antenna up and my ear to the ground because those more organic conversations about what are you listening to? What's motivating you? Who, who are you looking for in terms of, um, who's inspiring you in terms of leadership these days? I mean, those are conversations that I love to have and that inform the way that I teach. And so I, the more that I can create these opportunities for conversations, that helps me because I am voracious in the way that I, that I take <laughs> in content. I love it. Um, I, I have, there's a, a very strong and well-worn path between my, my home and the library back and forth and back and forth because there's, I want to, I want, I want to learn more because to me, that's, that curiosity is, is, is really one of the, I think most important characteristics for any leader, frankly, is, is a deep curiosity. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so earlier you mentioned like feedback loops. So you're getting feedback Mm -hmm. from like books and videos, but what about feedback from like the people who are attending these sessions? Like how does that relationship inform how you teach leadership? Absolutely. Well, I mentioned that last fall, one of the best pieces of feedback I got was around, around, like I said, the specificity of themes. And that's turned out to be just transformational, I think, the way that people engage with it. But I would also say that feedback is important to, to garner on an individual letter be, level because while everyone can, can, can engage around a broad conversation around leadership, I think it becomes most applicable when it's one that can be discussed at a one-on-one level. And so for me, being able to create opportunities to meet with staff one-on-one allows for a feedback loop to happen in terms of, so tell me about um, our, how can I best support your professional development? And for each member of CP, it might look a little different. For some, there are there are interests that are taking them in one particular uh, sector or, or level of engagement. For others, it could be a conversation that has a very different kind of focus. And uh, it's as unique as the person that I'm talking to. And so I like to think of part of the feedback loop is not simply around what do these salons look like? What does leadership camp look like? But also, how can I best support your, meaning this individual's professional development? So wanting to make sure that there are opportunities for me to ask that question. And then when anyone is eager to have that kind of support that they feel comfortable seeking me out, it's not a requirement. And that's the beauty of me having this consultancy is that it's an opportunity, it's available, it's not mandatory, but I hope that I would create the environment that they would seek it out because they would see it as as advantageous. Right, right, absolutely. And so why do you, why would you say that it's important for young people to have leadership development. Why is it important for um, us to block out one week, uh, one hour a week um, to think about like how we're developing as leaders to how we're developing professionally? Like, yeah, why is that important? I think it's important because too, for too long or I think and, and too often, I notice that whether it's my students at the University of Washington or within, let's say, professional environments like CP or other professional environments where I've worked, uh, leadership can be seen, especially for those, let's say, under the age of 35, as a step removed. That leadership is the is the domain of others. That it is a matter of it's a matter of promotion, or it's a matter of how much you make, or it's a matter of your title, or it's a matter of how people respond to you, and or it's a matter of of the lottery of life, that there's a that there's a level of leadership that's involved with chance. 
And I understand why those messages are so often reinforced. It comes from various societal messages. There are cultural dynamics at play. But I think it's so important that at this formative time in people's development, let's say college through that that early onset of career, let's imagine, I think engaging in the conversations around leadership are so crucial because the opportunity to lead at that age has never been more available, I would say, um, in, in terms of particular uh, job structures, in terms of the kind of autonomy that individuals have now, in terms of the kind of scalability that platforms have to promote people's thinking, to promote people's ideas. Um, and I would also argue that part of my message when it comes to leadership development is that this is a prime time for whether it's CP staff members, my students at the University of Washington, to start to gather together a community of mentors and leaders that they admire that will be those voices, sounding boards, guides, coaches for them moving forward. So leadership development isn't simply internal. That's definitely a big part of it. But leadership development is also external. Who are those individuals that you would prize having as part of your trusted advisory core? In some cases, they may be people that are already a part of your community. It's a matter of deepening that relationship. But in other cases, and this is something that I've been experimenting with with a number of CP staffers, is it's a matter of going out and making those overtures to people who you admire at a distance, but you would like to bring into a more deeper conversation. So I, I really think it's important at this formative time in people's lives, 18 to 35, that you are as 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 conscientious as you are about your own development, your own value set, your own sense of um, uh, compass, is that you also are as conscientious in developing your community of leaders around you that can be part of that um, ever-growing galaxy of support as you move forward in your career. Right. And I love that, like, the way that you do professional development isn't just to set up CP staff to do better at CP, but really... I think the way that, at least what I feel, I feel like the way that you approach professional development is really focusing on the individual and like long term success of That's the right. individual, whether that means that they stay a CP or eventually they move on to pursue like another path. Um, like CP professional development is not just for CP, but really just on a broader scale, I'd say like for maybe a more equitable future for some populations? Yeah. Absolutely. I think that looking at professional and leadership development as as a as an ongoing and as a long-term investment in an individual and that of course that investment is going to benefit CP at this moment, but it would be so short-sighted to see that kind of leadership development as the exclusive domain of CP because we are multifaceted individuals and part of the success that has been articulated by CP on many different occasions and one that I deeply believe in is that part of the success of CP is as an organization that can launch the next generation of leaders. And if there can be opportunities and experiences that you have while at CP that galvanize you forward and, and, and not only propel you into new opportunities professionally, but open doors for those behind you, that starts to get into what I think you're leaning towards, which is so crucial that 
you become you become the role models that others follow. Right. And as the table gets bigger, as the voices get louder, that also helps to ensure a level of representation and a swelling of voices that is so aligned with that idea of of greater equity, a more just and inclusive democracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I see them as, as all of a part. And right. so I, I see myself as supporting a, 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 a small portion of that overall kaleidoscope of how somebody moves through their, their world and, and bring, and to bring out that best in themselves and then those around them. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Anita. So I know we're about to hop into one of your leadership workshops right now, actually. So sounds like we got to (laughs) go. Well, I, appreciate the time. Thanks for being in conversation with me, Julia. And I really, I, I enjoy being able to unspool with you these ideas and look forward to seeing you in the next leadership salon. Yeah. All right, everyone.